Today on Fed to Babble, we're going to review the new TSP website. Let's go. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. All right, Cassie. Hi. Hey, um, I just got to say, so this is episode number 57, if I did this correct did it correctly if I had good English and we have never had so many comments on our videos as we have about the TSP the TSP episodes we've done the one where we failed and the one where we actually did it right and brought it back yeah and, we definitely and you, got a lot of feedback which is great I'm so happy <laughs> that you guys are watching them I keep the comments too. coming <laughs> I want to read some of these comments because these people are cracking me up. Um, one person says the new TSP website sucks. And that, that, that was it. I mean, just another person said, what a nightmare. Um, I spent two hours waiting on the phone with TSP. No help. Website accepted my name. Last four date of birth on first page. Website would not accept uh, the foreign phone number because she's an expat in Central America. Uh, for the text code. So <laughs> those of you expats in another country, I'm sorry, you may not be able to get in. <laughs> it, oh, and if I don't account, access my new account by June 14th, which was a bit ago, I cannot be, I cannot verify being a U.S. citizen. My monthly withdrawals will be taxed at 30% instead of the current 20%. That's going to cons- cause some issues. And my one of my favorites, this, pers- this person puts up security question. What is the name of your first pet? Answer, tiger. System response, you, your answer must be eight characters long. And her new answer, tiger, you boobs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and, and these are great. These are cracking me up and they are they're just so bad. But I don't have a TSP. I haven't been in the TSP. I just hear from all these people, not only from the uh, videos, but also from when I'm doing my workshops about how bad it is. Is it really that bad or are we, are we just hearing from the people who are just saying, no, this is bad or, and, and it actually is OK for most people? Yeah, so I've actually gotten a ton of feedback, not just from employees, but from advisors as well yeah. on different issues that they're experiencing, right? And I went in there and I played around because, um, as you guys know, my husband was a former DOD employee, and so we do have a TSP still. And so I went in there. Um, that's obviously how we, you know, use or what we used in the videos prior to um you know, the fail and then the success videos right. on up a new login and everything else. So now that we've created the login and it's been a few weeks now that TSP has been up and running, it's very interesting to hear kind of what's been going on. And I've been noticing some of the things that they're, that they're doing. And let's just be clear. This is a complete TSP reboot of the system. Essentially they've, they've pretty much thrown away the old system and are implementing a completely new system, right? And this is going to be great, I think, when it's all finished. (laughs) 
Okay, so the question then is why didn't they wait until they're finished? You know, at least have something workable before they rolled it out. I think because of the time that they already were down and they were going to get so much pushback from, you know, all of the TSP participants if they were going to be down any longer. Okay. I probably would have waited an extra week or two just right. to make sure things are good to go, but they wanted people to have access and to get things logged in and to start, you know, get the ball rolling. I mean, I now I'm guessing, but right, right. from the logic behind it would simply be that they would want people to get the process started. They were already going to have you know, this expected um, delay and, you know, so many people, because TSP is one of the largest employer-sponsored programs, Uh right? So they were already going to have the backup and everything else, so they might as well just get it going and push through it. I mean, let's be honest. However, there are multiple people experiencing you know, two plus hours whole time for TSP. I would highly right. recommend if you are going to contact the TSP, try and do it first thing in the morning. Mm. Right? I believe their hours are 7 a.m. Eastern, and I can confirm that on the TSP website when we get in there. Um, we'll review the contact information and find out exactly when they're open. But 7 a.m. Eastern. That's that's 4 a.m. for us Westerners. I know. <laughs> I know. Hello. But hey, depending on where you work at, I mean, that's like normal wake up time. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Okay, so, so there have been so many things where people said, I can't do this, I can do this, I, I see this, but I don't see this, but I see it, but I can't edit it, or I can't... What's really happening? Yeah, so I think they've worked out some of those bugs. I know at the beginning they had a lot more um, that they were having issues with. And now it seems like some of those issues have been resolved. Um, So there's, there's definitely some more ease of use of the system. I do like the layout. I just think that people are so used to the TSP being a certain way that now they're having to change that right um, yep you know it's just a new feel i believe it's more user friendly but figuring out all the functionalities with it and everything else is a different story people are going to have to refamiliarize themselves with the website and where to find the things that they're used to being able to see that may not be as simple um so that's what we're going to walk through today is is you know using the new system what does it look like where can they find certain features that um, may have been a little bit more accessible than mm-hmm. on the new website. And, you know, this you guys got to think about this, too. This is their first rollout. I'm sure as they get more feedback from participants that there will be, you know, changes in the coming months and years even to make the site more, you know, user-friendly for those people. So I would highly recommend you you know, reaching out to TSP, if you um, think Federal News Network had a survey, a TSP survey 
um, that they were trying to get feedback from employees on. So that way they can get that over to the TSP. So any way that you guys can, you know, contact them um, and, and complete some sort of survey or, or give them feedback on what you like, what you don't like, I think that's going to be the most beneficial for them to be able to make the changes that are going to work for everyone. Okay. So I, I'm just thinking about, you know, if, if I were in the TSP, I'm not going to sit online or whatever for two hours or, you know, continually give feedback of, oh, this is horrible. But at the same time, I totally understand new systems. There's new navigation. Where do I find things? And people may be frustrated with that. Completely get that. I've been I, I, I've in past lives. I've led led major software updates or actually just launching new software to the federal government. And it's not easy. Totally understand that. But there has to be some basic functionality. Can you do the basic things in the TSP now that you were able to before? Yeah. So, I mean, you can. It's just there are definitely some limitations on here. So, um, hmm. it's kicking me out. I think I waited too long <clears throat> to start sharing, but... Um, so just a second, I'm going to log back in here. Okay. Oh, wait. Nope, it completely kicked me out. <laughs> you were just, you were in there. I think you, I mean, that was five minutes and it kicked you out? Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not uncommon, though. That happened with the, with the last system, too. Um, you know, it's a security thing where... They're not going to allow you to be, you know, just hang out right. there. They don't yeah, want to I get keep it. that screen open. So I don't know. Five minutes to me, that's a little, um, yeah. that's a little excessive. But sometimes I, I, I've I've seen it before where the government says, "Well, we're still doing that, even though it's excessive and not very user friendly." But that's okay. Whatever. All right. So I'm going to switch over. Are you logged in yet, or? Yeah. Um, it's pulling up right now. So just give me a second. Okay. Um, it's loading. Right. That is now, definitely one one thing that um, they can improve on is loading load times time for the new website. Yeah, I'm watching um, your screen on on another screen over here, and it's it's still quite blank. <laughs> yes. Yes. For a okay, long time. Okay, we got it up. So go ahead. Okay. And um, all right. So we can see here. That we got the welcome screen and you can see just a basic overview of your account uh, rate of return year to date. Now, the year to date, from what I understand, is actually from the date that they roll over. So it would be like June 1st or May oh. 26th or whatever. And so the year to date is not completely accurate right now in my right. understanding. Now we're gonna look at that and take a look at an actual statement and, uh, and look at that. So here's one thing that I don't <clears throat> think people realize is that you can drop down these little arrows and I think it's really handy to just have the icons on here and instead of the list, mm -hmm. because I think people were kind of getting lost in the words before um, to be able to have that functionality. So um, plan details, you know, it just lines out there.
They're doing cash, bonds, and stocks. Whoa, 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 and really? I, yes, I believe <clears throat> that is because they want to be more clear on what exactly an employee has or is invested in. Well, probably but- to make it more clear for the mutual fund window. maybe um, <laughs> contact information. Oh, it's very easy to, to update this information. Now, if you want to make withdrawals, you're gonna want to put in some details here. Um, I went through to find out how the process looked compared to the old online wizard, because uh, we were getting some questions from, from advisors about that process for rolling over, transferring and withdrawing. And I had to put in my um, bank information and then wait seven days mm. for it to let get in the system before I made a withdrawal. So if you're gotcha. looking at making a withdrawal, I would highly recommend you going in and putting in um, your banking information. That way, whenever you need to, you don't have to wait another, another week if it's an emergent situation. Good idea. Um, beneficiaries, I was able to get this up. So when the, when, um, the system first rolled out, I clicked on beneficiaries and it came up blank, kind of like the contact us information <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you couldn't put anything in there. 
So this time um, I was able to go in and make sure that I was listed as a beneficiary and it's a very easy system to, to put in the information. Here's the thing that they've done differently that I've noticed um, when you are putting in a beneficiary for information. For one, it's very easy to do online. Um, was very pleased with the experience. For two, it still requires a witness, but it only required one witness to sign for that. And it was, they're able to do it via electronic signature. All you need is your witness's email address. So be okay. mindful of that when you're going through and, and naming a beneficiary, you will need the email address for your witness so they can just do it electronically and confirm uh, and e-sign um, that they that they're a witness to that change. So they can do that whole beneficiary thing online real quick and easy. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and then here's <laughs> financial institutions. This is where you will put in your bank information. Maybe doesn't look if like you don't have a blank format. screen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to go back. Wow. So okay. Um, document history. This is where you're going to find your account statements mm-hmm. or any previous statements for the last three months. Gotcha. Right? So, and again, you go on here though, and it sends you right to that secure mailbox where you can see whatever statement you may have requested before. Okay. Okay. An account lock. Um, this is something that is different. So, um, what did they call it before? There, people could essentially pause their accounts or hold them. Account hold, I think, is what it was called. Um, now it's account lock. Same concept, just a different name. All right. So now we've got the savings and retirement. So we'll go back home real quick. And then this tab, savings and retirement, this is where you're going to see your actual TSP account information. So all of the other other stuff was obviously your information and all that. So this is the account summary. And this is the list that would that would show mostly um, or most of the list that would show on the left hand side when an employee would log into the previous account. And so now it's simply just under savings and retirement. Okay. That's easy enough. Yeah, they can go under there. So um, that shows you it, but it's really basic, right? You've got your year to date um, investments. And that is the same as it showed on the front screen percentage wise. Okay. So you have to actually go, you don't see everything. Like on the last TSP um, uh, uh, site, then you could have everything. It was very easier to navigate because you could just go to your balance history, your account activity contributions. Like it, it had that list all on the left-hand side. You can click it and it showed up on the right-hand side. Whereas now you've got to kind of go to this back and forth. And I'm not too keen on that. Because it just, for me, time-wise, is a little frustrating. Sure. So here you've got your, you know, which fund you're actually in, which 
G fund so is that, a cash fund. So okay, so that um, does show G fund saying it. It's saying not it doesn't say cash. It says G fund there. Yes. Okay. But that is the cash account. Is the G fund? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see activity here. And so now you can go, you know, summary again, you see how it says May 31st to June 22nd. So pretty much anything that you've gained or lost between or before May 31st of 2022, it's not going to show in the new system. Hmm. Okay. You can have a date range, but again, it has to start May 31st. 2022 until the future. So that won't doesn't actually give you the year to date, at least for this year, it won't give you the year to date. Interesting. I'm really surprised they didn't pull in that information because it's not, it's not like it's hard. No, it's not. But with a complete system reboot, how much old information were they going to have to populate on top of trying to roll things out and go through everything that they're experiencing right now, would that just delay things more? Probably. Um, now they have a document and I'm, I'm not gonna pull it up right now, but uh, maybe we can attach it to this video because it's, it, you know, anybody who has a TSP should be able to access or, or get this, this PDF document. And it pretty much is just a list of all the changes you know, the, the difference in the account mm. lock. Um, it talks yeah. about what you're going to be able to find, what you're not going to be able to find, you know, and um, kind of some definitions to be mindful of when you're, when you're navigating through the system. Okay. So anyways, um, That's good contributions, investments. Now, from what I've heard, people are having a little bit of issues when you when they're trying to transfer rollover um, information, just be mindful to make sure that you are putting the company's information that it's going to, not your own. Because if you put your own information, it's just a, a headache and a half because then you're having to deposit in your account and then roll it straight into something else and it can really gummy up the process and sure. put you in a position where you may be liable for taxes. Okay. You don't want to do that. So um, let's see, change of investments. Okay, withdrawals, rollouts. You know, it's just going to give you what you're eligible for. Annuity purchase, partial distribution, total distribution. And so this looks completely different than what it did before, because before it gave you all of the options, you know, financial hardship, age based, all of these different things. But now it's just telling you what you're eligible for. So I think that's kind of nice because it it prevents the user error, right? Okay. All right. Um, But the online tool, like I said, I've went through it partially just to see how it was, how it was, and it looks very user friendly. So I'm still curious, what are they calling? So the G fund, they're calling cash bonds. Mm -hmm. The F fund, they're calling bonds. Mm -hmm. Um, 
what are they calling the CSNI? Uh, I mean, because, because they're all different stocks. They're all different stocks, though. No. Different classes of stocks. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we just clicked on... Um, I'm going to go back here and highlight this to give you podcast listeners a, a heads up on what we're navigating through here. So excuse me, under the savings and retirement, at the top of the screen, we clicked on roll over in and it came up blank. So I'm not really sure what that is all about, hmm. but okay. more to come on that, I suppose. <laughs> Loans. Um, another thing that has changed with loans is that from what I'm reading on the TSP booklet four that they've rolled out and we'll, we'll look at that um, or show you guys where you can find that here in a moment. Essentially, it sounds like they're going to give people instead of the 90 day window, it may be you may be able to pay off your loan even after separation up until the date that it was going to be due when you were employed. Hmm. Yeah. So say you take out a loan and okay. it's a five-year loan, right? But you're going to retire at the end of the year. So right now it's June. You retire in December. You would still have that four and a half years to pay off the loan. But if you were ever in default of that loan, it automatically goes into foreclosure is what they're calling it. And once in foreclosure, you have to pay it off or it's going to count as an, or I'm sorry, once it's in foreclosure, then it will count as a taxable distribution. Sure. Like it did before, if you didn't pay it like back it in 90 before. days. Yeah. So I would just, I don't know, recommend that you just pay off the loan as quickly as possible. So you're not indebted to the government. Number one. Yep. <laughs> and number two, not have to worry about any, um, unforeseen tax consequences um, there. So, okay, we're not going to go into that. Let's go out here and we'll go back home and we'll look at the forms real quick and publications. Now, one thing that has changed with these is um, oh, where can I find those? Hold on. Hmm. Hold up, hold up. I thought I had it here. At least it's loading. That's a good thing. I know. <laughs> I can see my account information, account statements, account activity. Hmm. But let's go about, let's go here into account statements real quick. And then we'll talk about forms and publications. So, oh, I just requested a statement. Hold on. All right. Manage. And when you maybe? just curious, when you request the statement like that, does it just show you the statement and you can download it or do they mail it to you or? No, it's, it sends you to that message center. Oh, again. Okay. Like we yeah, that about makes sense. Before. And it's not, for some reason, it's not even taking me there via this little logo. And that. so I'm just going to request a statement. See here how it shows up this notification statement requested. Check yep. your message center in a few minutes. So it yep. directs you right to the message center through that. And then you can go in your little mailbox here and get your statement. Now, even the gotcha. statement, though, looks completely different 
oh, than yeah? it did before. Okay. Right. So here's <clears throat> you can see what you contributed, what the employer contributed. You can see here what your tax deferred balance was, so your match automatic contribution, which fund you're allocated in, um, what the closing balance is. And if you have a loan, then it will actually take the loan amount out of the closing balance. So it won't even show up on your balance anymore. So that's gotcha. different. Um, oh, here we go. Contact information shows up on your statement. <laughs> okay. So we've got between 7 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, is when you can call the TSP. And their phone number for all of you podcast listen listeners is 877-968-3778. Again, that's 877-968-3778. Here, that's that. if you're in the United States. For those outside of the United States, make sure you're calling 404-233-4410. Again, that's 404-233-4400. And of course, you've got to include the one before you make that call. Okay, so sorry, one more time. Give me the in-state one, 877-968-3778. Okay, good. I'm just going to pop that up on the screen here. There we go. There we go. For those who are watching the video, it's up on the screen, just in case, because I know some people cannot get into the TSB, and they wouldn't know the number. So there you go. Yeah, and obviously you can not find it on the website. So remember, those who are out of state, out of the United States, that number is 404-233-4400. And it says here, generally you'll have shorter wait time if you call after Tuesday. I'm not really sure about that. I would just do first thing in the morning. Right. Because... I've heard it all during the week on how many people have been or how people have been waiting longer than two hours on hold just to get in contact with somebody at the TSP. Yep. And some people still aren't getting their questions answered mm. when they do get a hold of them. I've also heard other stories where they're on hold, somebody finally picks up, then they get disconnected. And they're not getting a call back. You know, they're having to recall the TSP again. And who wants to do that? Um, you yep. know, so I would I would just highly recommend do it first thing in the morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Um, okay, okay, so that's contact information. And so when somebody else has, you know, F, C, S, and I, it will show up on this asset class um, in the detail by fund in the TSP statement and it will give that closing balance for each fund. It won't. So it actually has, you know, the name of the fund. And that's where we know which fund they're in, even if it says cash or stocks or bonds on your, you know, in other areas of your um, statement. So to see, to see where, so if I have money in the, C, S, and I, I have to get an account statement to look at it. I can't just see it online. 
Investments. Okay, show, yeah, so, so we'll see here on the investment side where it says asset class cash, but then it shows you at the bottom the G fund. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so it tells you which fund you're in. It's just confusing. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's see. Forms and publication. I just might have to do a search here. Hmm. More, more white, white screen. Yes, but it's actually loading something because it's getting giving me the circle. That's good. So. That that's positive. And there's no forms. search results forms nothing. Well, okay. I wonder if publications it's... and searching publications and there's nothing. So crazy. All right. I'm going to log out because I know it's on the regular screen, you know, the, the just re- regular TSP.gov site. It's so crazy that you can't even navigate that through or from your personal login um, mm. site. So to get to forms and publications, you have to go out of your account. And then you have to go yeah. to the tsp.gov site <clears throat> to hit those. Hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Acknowledge. Warning. I'm trying to log in. Let's go. Fund performance, fund options, home. Okay. Hey, forms and publications. There you go. That's easy. At least it was a lot easier to go back than navigating through. Right. Okay. So one thing that I do want to point out is there's no longer a beneficiary form, like paper form that you can complete. Okay. Um, right. There was a TSP three that people could complete and send in whether right. it's mail or fax. But they're not even having that. They're not even having that up on this on the um, site anymore. I don't see it. So I don't know if they're going to accept it. If you are, or if you do need to name a beneficiary, I would highly recommend log into your log into your account if you can and go through the beneficiary online portal just for ease of access and your own sanity. How about for your own sanity? You don't even go to the tsp.gov site because. <laughs> no, no, you do need to. You need to come here. For, if you you got to get familiar with your. I agree. Your, your I agree. Okay. Um. So that and here's the here's one of the issues that I'm hearing from advisors um, who hear it from employees. Right? Is that they're not being able to fax to the old fax number for TSP. Mm. Their faxes aren't going through to the new fax number mm. for TSP. Mm. 
So if any of that has changed for anyone, please let us know when you're able to, to use the fax number because I know some people who have filled out or completed you know, documents um, that they printed previous to the new rollout of the system and they're trying to get those papers into the TSP. Um, what I've, what is a workaround that I've been telling advisors to do, and this was based on some feedback from another advisor, is to overnight mail those documents to the TSP. Hmm. Yes, you're going to have an extra cost there, but is it worth it to just get it into them? Probably. Good point. Good point. Um, okay. And then as far as the publications, they are revamping all of their publications. So any documents that you had before regarding um, TSP withdrawals, rollovers, taxes, loans, um, distribution, death benefits, anything like that, disregard it. They've come out with new documents. And I believe that they're going to be coming out with a whole bunch more because um, just a week ago, there was maybe half the publications here. Mm. So they're um, cranking those out. Good. Excellent. They are. They are. And so that is definitely one thing that I've noticed. You know, people are asking questions and they want information. Well, they have to include all the mutual fund window rules as well now. So right. they, they definitely want to make sure that you have that information. By the way, that's um, a question that I have also. Yeah. I didn't see the 5000 mutual fund funds in there. Are they, are they still not available? They're not still. Um, As far as I know, that feature is still not quite up and running. Yeah. I would say that's more than a feature. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) now I don't know know if they're just making that available to people who have the funds available to, to be able to, um, invest in that Mm. you know my my balance obviously you guys can't see it for the purpose of this video because it's going to be grayed out but um do you have enough in there oh no you don't no no you don't that's right that's right so Mm. there's a long and the short of that um so if you do have a balance where that feature is available i'm curious if it's showing if they show up, it then, right? Yeah, because remember how we went to the withdrawal section and it only gave me what was available to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here's another thing: my husband separated from the government, so he wouldn't. Well, I guess he should still be able to use that those. Doesn't matter yeah. because yeah, right. never mind. Because it's just just based on the balance um, available, but yeah, we don't have we don't have that feature, so. One thing I do want to point out is they do have this publication that I think everybody should go to. So go to tsp.gov, scroll all the way down under the publication, or I'm sorry, go to tsp.gov, click on the button that's in the middle of the page called Forms and Publications, scroll all the way down. You're going to have to click See More Resources under the more popular or most popular resources um, information and it's the mutual fund fact sheet. It says TSP mutual fund fact sheet right now. It's about second to the last, um, on the left hand side. Now this fact sheet 
is going to tell everybody what the fees are, you know, what the mutual fund window is all about, um, what mm-hmm. to consider as far as risks, trade fees, you know, because not only does it tell you about the annual fees, but then it tells you and describes what they're for as well. Um, you know, what your eligibility is. So the minimum maximum of what that looks like to be able to co- to uh, participate in the mutual fund window. Um, and what other risks just be, you know, aside from say your investment risk or whatever you want to call that, you know, what other risk factors do you need to be looking at when you're participating in that mutual fund window? You know, how does it work? Right. And then I love this little um, statement at the very end of this. It says, as with all complex investment decisions, you may want to consult a qualified financial advisor. (laughs) You think? I don't know how simple they're trying to make this mutual fund window. But I believe it's a little complex. So I would strongly encourage you reach out to us if you have any questions, if you want to know what does that look like? Is it available for you? What do all of these options mean? What is going to be the best as far as all of these risk factors considered? That's what our financial professionals do. They not only take into consideration though your TSP and what that looks like, but they can look at the rest of your portfolio they look at your other benefits. They look at your pension. They look at, you know, what does your spouse need? Um, and income streams, expenses. They take into account all of these different factors to make sure you're making the best decision on what the investment choices that you have available. So I would just strongly encourage you, if you are going to be looking at the mutual fund window, it, it might be worth it to talk to a financial professional. I mean, it's so funny how TSP is kind of giving financial professionals a stool here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying, this is, this is kind of complex. And if we were you, we might, we might reach out to one too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that's what we have for the new site. Um, I would love to hear feedback on, you know, now that it's been a a few weeks, what are your guys' challenges? What are your wins? Are you guys having success um, with the site? How do you feel about the new site? You know, do you feel it's user-friendly? Have you tried to make an investment in the mutual fund window? Let us know. Yeah, let us know in the comments and we may take some of those comments and riff off of them and create more videos and go more in depth into those so that we can explain what really is going on and how to do things and et cetera, et cetera. But as always, if you need someone to help, go to fednababble.com and let us know and we would be happy to get you in touch with one of our trusted advisors and uh, they can help walk you through these things. All no cost, no sales pitch, no obligation, nothing like that, just seriously, education, because that's what we're all about, Cassie education we want to make sure that you are educated so that you actually have what you need when you retire and can enjoy retirement instead of just tolerating retirement 
All right, everyone. Thanks. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Thanks for being with us on this journey of the TSP. Until next time, take care. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.